That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? Genesis up. The other half is trying to wrap their sentences up. I'm never gonna hate. Half these artists never slung weight. When they call NY, it's the only time they touch the 718. Y'all know who. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we have our, I don't know, what is it, like 10, 11, 12? Yeah, you break your records. <laughs> we have another guest yes. in, the house, in the podcast this time. Yes. And uh, you want to introduce yourself or you? Yeah, this is my best friend. One of my best friends in the whole wide world. We're going to use first names. Her name is DeVille. Just in case anybody out there want to try to holler at her. She is married. I just want to put that out there in the Twitter world, in the Facebook world, j- just so you know. Now, is this like Coop DeVille? Is that what you're named after? Or is, just, is that a nickname? Or? No, actually, uh, you know, how mamas get creative. My dad's name is David. Deville, Deville, Deville. Ah. It should be, but you know how we do. We just shorten it, Deville, Ville, D. So I've been called many, but Deville is it. And I remember the first time I met her. It took me forever to, to uh, uh, remember her name. And I remember her. She said Deville. You know, like the 101 Dalmatians. After that, I remember I didn't have no more problems. I was, I was like, like, yeah, little lady, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's because you're black, but I always assumed it was after a car. Because when we went to Fayetteville State, we had a girl, like we had girls named Mercedes, Lexus, yeah. every kind of car you had, except for maybe like Honda or something. <laughs> it was, it was a girl named after that. So, it was, like, whenever I hear, like, you know, DeVille or whatever, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's probably, you know, that's about right. But, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, got with, as far as men naming their daughters after them, I know, um, you used to live across the street from a girl named Frederica. Yep. I think that was the worst one. Just throw an A on the end of it. Like, it's nothing feminine about that name at all. <laughs> no. But she wasn't too feminine either, so I guess it is. <laughs> anyway, you can leave uh, comments on the podcast. You can either go to our Facebook group. Just go to the fa- to Facebook and search for The Black Guy With Tips. Or you can go to uh, Podomatic.com and search The Black Guy With Tips. And you can leave comments on each episode. Um, and also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again. That is in D-A-T. You on, you on Twitter too? Yeah, Twitter. Sugar Mama 08. All right. Sugar Mama. Oh, a lot of y'all probably looking for Sugar Mamas out there. So that should be easy to find. Sugar Mama 08. Um, well, your followers about to go up, girl. You, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> probably already got a ton of followers. 
I don't got no job. What's up? Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so, and then, um, like, you can leave comments on there, or you can hit us on Twitter and give us feedback. Um, we got a lot of feedback for the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, someone even said the one with my father, there's um, her coworker. She let her coworker listen to it, uh-huh. which is good. I appreciate you spreading the word. But her coworker has listened to the episode three times. Wow. Because she thinks she likes my father's voice. But um, ain't gonna be no home wrecking going on in here, so <laughs> keep that shit to yourself, home girl. Um, I with an unofficial podcast of Bullet Ball. Yes, we are. Um, and Isn't someone it? asked what they was Bullet Ball be a sponsor of BT Awards? No. It won't, it won't <laughs> That's a booty bottle. Roscoe's something. Roscoe's chicken and something. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh, if they was, they would probably be a good sponsor. I'd rather have the Roscoe's chicken and waffle versus the booty bottle. You can't. And the thing is, to be a sponsor, you have to spend money. Bullet Ball don't got no damn money. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now Roscoe's chicken and waffle could you just get free chicken. And of course the official weapon of the podcast is the taser. Yes, we do believe so. in tasing in this podcast. Run out in the field if you want to. You're and, going down. And June is sundress month and we only got like a few more days. A few more days, man. Yes. So. And I've been loving. You've been wearing this your sundresses? Ever since I heard that podcast, winning and being sexy and all that. I said, I know so. Yes, yeah. sir. I like them spreading the word, man. I'm glad to see people doing it. I put a picture of Karen on um, Twitter yesterday in her son dress. So, Aww. you know, we don't just talk about this stuff, man. We live it. Yeah, we do. All right. Um, oh, and I got to give uh, a thank you to uh, Mr. Antagonist, the guy that had us on his podcast. Yes. Uh, it's called the Player Hater Podcast. It's something like BS Sports, uh, BS Sex Talk, or something was like the title of the podcast. But just search for the Player Hater, and it'll come yes. up. Um, and it's it's really I've listened to a few episodes. It's really cool. Um, yes, they are. They're very short. Yes, they are. Like some are like five minutes. But but it's, um, but it's a really high quality for those of you that are in high quality podcasts. Yeah, it's real high quality. Edits it very well, and. Um, it's just kind of cool because it'll like go on other people's shows or go on um, what do you call it? Block Talk Radio, mm-hmm. which is where people, I guess, live record themselves talking and doing radio shows on the internet. Okay. But most of it sounds like it just disintegrates down to uh, people talking shit about each other. <laughs> but um, it's cool to listen to him call into these people's shows and then give his opinion of it um, just because so many, like, and I'm sure it's like a pet peeve of his. I'm, I bet there's a lot of. Radio shows out there. Yes. But on his show, he specifically talks a lot, a lot about black relationships okay. and uh, black men versus women and stuff. And so he had us on his last episode called uh, Drama Part Two. Yes. And um, it was about how some women love drama. And he just had us on there to talk about, uh, like, from a couple's perspective, yeah. how you deal with drama and, you know, give our opinion. So, uh, it was real cool, man. So, definitely check out this podcast, guys. I'll put a link to it on the description of this episode. But, um, yeah, it was it was fun to do. And I'm a subscriber now, so definitely, if you like our podcast and you want another podcast that you like that won't take up too much of your time, I mean, really, really 20 to yeah, 30 minutes a week. Max. So, you know, you, you listen to him, and I, I mean, I find myself laughing and not agreeing with him a lot of the time. Um, but, all right, so let's get into some actual podcasting. Um, one of the things I was, when I was listening to his podcast, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, 
black men who are upset with black women and they're just like all they want is thugs right yeah. I don't really believe this shit but whatever right I just think that that's some type of excuse that people use when they just either don't have game or they just can't find a woman or whatever or the type of woman they want might be attracted to nothing but thugs but that's your fault you know you're a nerd or whatever fuck like don't <laughs> Don't put that on her. Like, why you don't like me? You know, like, but it was, it's very whiny. But, um, one of the things, the overall themes of these people who are saying that black women only like thugs, they kept talking about people who wear pants when their pants are sagging, right? Mm hmm. And I get that that's supposed to be an indication of someone being a thug. And they were saying that the origin of sagging pants in the black community comes from people who have been to jail and they wore their pants sagging in prison to indicate that they were homosexual. And that that's why people do it outside of jail, right? Okay. And it was kind of weird. Like that was one kind. One a couple people said that on his on um, the player's podcast, mm -hmm. and um, he didn't really agree or address it. Like he just kind of was like, okay, whatever. But um, then another person said, um, a lot of women that raise men, they raise them to be gay because they let them dress up in their mama's clothes and stuff like that. And I was just like. <laughs> Why are people so homophobic in the black community? Like, I don't even think that's how that shit works, but, uh, like, it's definitely not just like you put on a dress, well, you shouldn't have learned what that dress at four years old, that's why he's gay. <laughs> you know? Like, it was just so over the top, man. And it's, like, really weird that people are so homophobic when it comes to those, like, it's like, not only did this dude basically say, I can't get a woman. That's the first part of this statement, which is, I can't find a woman. But then it's like the men that are getting women, the thugs, are, are also closet homosexuals because they wear sagging pants. It's, it's like a, a mixed message in my opinion. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, and I also I think too that a lot of people aren't true to themselves when they look for a relationship. I mean, like you said, you know you a nerd, you know you a geek. Right. I mean, you know you ain't trying to be super fly, you know you're out of the place at the clubs. If you know this... Why are you trying to get the hottest and flyest thing in the room? I don't mean no harm. You're not going to get her. She does not want you. You are not on her radar. You are not on her list. So I think a lot of times people aren't being realistic. And I'm not going to say lower your standards. But you're not being realistic Realistic and get something that's more comparable to your lifestyle and how you live your everyday life. And there's a chick out there that is, a, you know, for you. Yes, like, it I, is. I, like, it's just kind of weird because it's yes, like... It is. Um, you can find that like just because she's not the kind of chick that's looking for the rich dude at the club doesn't mean that she's not attractive either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just this is weird. Uh, this is weird situation we created where it's like either the girl looks good and she's into thugs, or she's just ugly and dude nobody want her. It's just like what the fuck do you hang out? And and the funny part is that why people can't do average chicks. You know, because I can truly say I'm an average chick. I'm not... I'm playing that shit on the internet. That's like, true. I'll be on message boards sometimes. Somebody will post a picture of a girl that might be, you know, ridiculous. Like, no one else is going... No one on that message board has messed with a chick that looks that good, right? Right. And you'll still have niggas on there being like, yeah, man, you know, she on like a 6 out of 10 or some shit. You like... It just makes people, like, very judgmental and take themselves out of the equation. It's like, well, how good are you living... To be able to sell somebody else, you ain't you 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 ain't got what you ain't got it going on. Cause 
Um, I remember we on our internet, um, on our email list, mm-hmm. there was this debate, and it was it's been ongoing for a while. But some there's a couple of dudes on the internet list say on the email list say that Kim Kardashian isn't that fine, and he said she's just an average uh, skank for uptown crowd. I was like, wow! I haven't met y'all. I know y'all. I know the chicks y'all have had sex with. You cannot fucking fool me. Mm-hmm. If she walked up to you in the middle of the bar, you, you are gone. Out. You are gone, man. And she wouldn't even have to. You would buy her a drink. You would turn yeah. straight up into a sucker. So to listen to people talk like that, it's clearly it's like the internet era just made these like. Regular ass dudes in the thinking they're just like something they're not, man. And and like I said before, and it's so funny that yes, there are women out there that are drop dead gorgeous, and I'm not knocking and I'm not hating. But you know what? For every one of those girls, it's like a thousand dudes chasing after her. Right. Okay. Let's just keep that real. Y'all all competing for the same coochie. Yeah. And everybody can't hit it. And if everybody does, y'all better run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's supply and demand. And plus, I mean, when you think about what these dudes that don't get with these women, what they say about these women, it's all things that aren't very attractive. Where they're like, "Well, they just care about money. They just want a thug. They just want somebody to pay their bills. They won't listen to anybody." Why the fuck do you even care then? That's it's right. like if I meet somebody like that, it doesn't matter if they're a guy or a girl. I don't want to have anything to do with them. Period. Yeah, because and I remember this happened years ago. But Roger had a uh, one of his buddies that went to what is that thing you did, Mersk, um, at um, what is that connection thing, that campus connection thing, inroads. Oh, talking about inroads. Yeah, yeah inroads. He had a, a buddy that he did inroads with, and she went to North Carolina. She was pretty and all that stuff. Me and him had to really sit down and have a conversation because she was light skinned, y'all. Yeah, she was light skinned, and I'm dark, so you know, you know how dogs. She's not that dark. Go ahead, man. <laughs> go ahead, but go ahead, though. I'm not that dark. <laughs> but, and, and, and I was kind of intimidated, because me and him, and I, th- I think when it comes to relationship, a lot of women aren't willing to admit that they have issues and problems, and a lot of men aren't willing to step up and tell the woman the truth and ease her mind to let her know that she's the only one. They keep these cracks open, because I remember coming to you going, hey, you know, she went to a big university, she's pretty, da-da-da, but me and him sat down, and he was like, I would never want her, and he just... Explain to me why, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And ever since then, I've never had a problem questioning anybody. Yeah, else. Her, th- her name was Rashida, um, and we was cool, and we would like crack up at work, clown all day and shit. But at the same time, like we would have real conversations. We talk about like her relationships, her love life, her thoughts on things. That was shit that she said to me. I was like, I would never deal with this. Like we can always be friends, but we would never be able to do anything extra because I know too much shit about you. And the stuff I know, I couldn't deal with. Like, I remember one time we was having this conversation, and she was talking about her uh, boyfriend. And it was kind of explicit, but she was like, um, he, you know, uh, oh no, she was actually talking about a football player she was dating or something. And her friend was dating, I think, Jeff McGinnis or something at the mm-hmm. time. And both of these dudes, like, it was Jeff McGinnis and then his, like, hanger on, you know, his okay. buddy, like, the dude was a nobody, but he was Jeff McGinnis' friend. Okay. Which is a big deal at Chapel Hill, you know? It is. So, um, but the, they came back with them or something like that, and the dude, um, that, the chick that was dating Jeff McGinnis, like, went off to another room with him or something. Um, meanwhile, the other cat tried to hang out with her, and it was getting kind of, I guess, heavy or whatever. So they were making out and stuff, and then he went down to her, and then she was like, he was like, waiting on her to reciprocate she was like no 
And she, she was like, "Yeah, right." He was like, "Why not?" And she, and she was like, "I don't do that." And I was like, "You don't just because I was like, oh, oh, because you didn't know that dude. I get it, y'all. You know, first time meet. She's like, no, ever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's some women. They like, look, Mm-mm. ain't nothing going in my mouth but food. And I was like, but you got a you had a boyfriend for all these years, and like, I kind of like the dude. But I was like, even putting up with this shit for years. She was like, yeah. I was like. We'll never make it. Period. <laughs> I ain't even saying it's got to be some type of ridiculous yeah. fetish. It's just like yeah. never. And, and the thing about it is that, uh, and I'm and not make a racial thing, but a lot of black women wonder why uh, a lot of black dudes date white women because that's one thing that they'll do with no problems. I mean, I'm just. I don't know if that's that true real. or not. I don't think that's that true. I just think that people say that shit as a stereotype against black women. I don't think that. It's just white women do everything if you listen to niggas. White That's true. Pay, pay That's true. Just take care of you. You have a Mercedes Benz in two months. Yeah, what the fuck are these white women? I was young once. I didn't need none of these bitches. I don't believe any of that. But um, it's just but the stereotype exists, and that That's probably true. does uh, make some. And plus, it's not even that high percentage of black men messing with white women for us to believe that. Well, like if that shit was true, it'd be like ninety percent black men with white women. If it was that true. It's not true, man. But the point being, she wasn't down like with that, and um, but that was like one of the things. Where I was just like, oh, okay, you, we'll never, we can never be together. <laughs> period. Be like I don't even, I never even considered it. You know what I'm saying? But but plus, we were too good of friends, and I, and uh, I know that most dudes are just like, but it's pussy, yeah. You know, but it really, it's, <laughs> it it's not that important. Yeah, so, so, it's not so, that special. Sometimes it's more than meets the eye. Just like all money ain't good money, all coochie ain't good coochie. Everything got strings attached to it. I just don't feel like it's worth complicating your life over for that. But um, but she but she was a really good friend though, and it it was ironic though because uh, we had that conversation about her mm-hmm. in our relationship. But then when she got a man. He basically wanted her to cut me off, even though I had no intentions of trying to be with Rashida. Yeah, we hadn't heard from her in years. Yeah. I, I miss her too. I mean, I, I, if she come back, we'll, we'll if you're out there, we'll open you. You know, we'll love you. We want you back. I don't know. I think that nigga might be possessive or something. She don't even got Facebook, MySpace, or nothing. She wow. she just ain't on the internet. I tried to Google for. I was like, I guess this nigga was on some Ike Turner shit. <laughs> He, he ran away with it to the house on the left, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Your ass is locked up," but she was cool though. But um, all right. So um, that was one. I don't know how they got to there because that wasn't that didn't address the homophobia at all. But whatever. Um, <laughs> we talked about homeless people last week a little bit, mm-hmm. and I was thinking I don't know if I brought it up last week, but um, you ever see a homeless person that's a little too clean? Like, I saw two of them last week, and they were at South Park area, mm-hmm. and they were both just, they were, like, not homeless enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't look yeah. desperate enough for me to give my money to them. Dude was like, one dude had some clean jeans, a haircut. I, I don't know if somebody gave him them clothes or what. You know, okay. somebody could have donated them to him, but he was too damn clean. I'm not going to be hooking you up. I'm driving a 96. I'm about to give you some of my money. That's ridiculous. So, <laughs> what, what has been your interaction with the homeless people when you roll up on them to be? Uh, roll up my window. Can't do nothing for you. My bad. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just thinking, hey, looking for a dollar for your next hit or your next drink. So, I hate when they ruin my vibe. Like, I'm listening to my music, my, my windows down and shit. And I'm like, oh, this new Eminem is bumping. Then I see homeless people like, oh shit, I gotta roll my windows up, 
turn my AC back on. Like, damn, man. And don't feel bad. And, and, and not to get off subject, but even worse is them people at the intersection with them damn buckets with them on sign yeah. taped around it. They walk up and down trying to get hit. I remember one year, it was so funny. I didn't have air conditioning. I seen them niggas coming. I rolled my windows up and sweated the hell through that light. Because I was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to give you 50 cent. Leave me alone. It's kind of it's kind of weird, though. Those people, I'm not scared of at all. It's like knowing that they out there with a job or a purpose. I don't. I don't okay. Like, I just don't put it past a homeless dude to just be like, fuck it, man. I've been out and, here all day. And take my car. <laughs> like, mm, this shit is not going well. I might just be the unlucky dude that he just finally snapped on. Yeah, that's, and I think that's my biggest fear is that especially being a woman and knowing that I'm not that strong, all I need is for you to think you can overpower me, then all of a sudden I'm homeless sitting on the side of the street with your sign because you <laughs> left me on the side of the road driving my car. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, Alright, so I was listening to uh, Rush Limbaugh. Not listening to, but it was like between commercials on another station. Yeah. So I put it on there for like a minute and he was, of course, talking shit about Obama about something. And um, I think he was talking shit about how he was going at BP. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's kind of weird because the American public in general wants him to go at BP. They was actually getting mad at him because he wasn't going hard enough. But it was like, hey, man, you know, these niggas fucked up our ocean. Say something. And so he finally went down there and, you know, did something. Made them pay us $20 billion or whatever. At least $20 billion. Um, and Rush Limbaugh was saying something bad about how that's bad. And I was thinking that um, political news is kind of like in the Spider-Man comic books and the Spider-Man movies. You know how J. Jonah Jameson was a newspaper dude? Mm-hmm. And he just wrote bad shit about Spider-Man no matter what? That's right. That's all political opinion is. It's like no matter what happens, you can depend on certain people to just be like, I will find a way to make this Obama's fault. Like, yeah. or whatever political person they don't like. I mean, I'm sure if it was... um. Keith Overman, he find a way to be like, oh, it's George Bush's father, whatever. Yeah. But it, it is really that twisted where it's just like, hey, man, I came in and I saved the day and I kept people from dying. It's just like, Spider-Man is a menace. Like, every fucking time. <laughs> and it's very frustrating. And that's why for a lot of people, when it comes to politics, they don't listen to it. And a lot of people don't even care anymore because it's like a huge game. Everybody talks about how everybody can do everything else better. Yeah. This is weird, man. I don't... You listen to any political news or talk shows and shit? Mm, I try to steer away from it a little, you know, as much as possible. Because everybody has their opinion. You know, I form my own. So I just kind of stay away from, you know, listening to uh, some of the political people like that. Well, opinionated people. Yeah. Like Russell and Bob. Because yeah. it's just going to piss me off. So. Yeah, it's weird too because, like, um, I understand that it's a business. So once I like once you realize it's a business, it's all like to me it's alright because like whatever they say, they just gotta say some shit. It's like uh Skip Bayless on ESPN. Like he's been saying for years how LeBron James ain't shit. Now we all know LeBron James he's what, won the MVP twice? Right. Obviously Skip Bayless is just selling you know, he's just selling books or whatever whatever it is. It's just like I gotta come up with a way every morning that he wakes up, looks at whatever LeBron James did, and he's like what can I say bad about this? That's right. Well, that's kind of how Rush Limbaugh is. That's kind of how Glenn Beck is. Kind of how all of them are. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it is like once I realized that it was easy for me to listen to them, just because I don't believe shit they say. It's just more entertaining to see like 
how can they do it today? Like, sometimes I read stuff. <laughs> it's weird. Like, stuff will happen in the news, right? I'll read the news, and I'll see, like, you know, it could be like, Obama uh, says we will stay in Afghanistan as long as needed. Like, he could say that. Obviously, he hasn't. But so let's say he said that. Mm-hmm. Now, that is what Republican people will like for him to say, mm-hmm. right? I, I, the ne- I honestly think to myself, that, like, what are they going to say the next day to make this bad? You know what I'm saying? They, uh, he won't stay the right way. You know, <laughs> he's just going to stay as long as he thinks we need it or something. Like, it'll That's be some right. kind of way. And it's just always funny. Or my favorite is when they can't think of anything, so they just say he's lying. But they're just like, he's lying about <laughs> this. You're like, but this is what you want. He's lying. Can't trust that Did, did you just vote to pass this? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's funny, man. But, uh, all right. So, um, I was watching BET for a little bit, right? Yeah, downstairs. Um, and the BET Awards about to come on. Yeah, Twitter probably about to stop moving soon. Yeah, I know when we get done with this, I'm about to go look at it and make jokes. But um, so uh, I was looking at the channels because I was like, I'm gonna record the BET Awards tonight. Um, and I, I'm not going to. Fuck that. That was ridiculous. I can't believe I was thinking that. But I was gonna I, record it. I don't even know what channel BET on. That show <laughs> you how much I pay attention. I was gonna record it. Um, the. Uh, EBT Awards um, tonight at or BET mm-hmm. um, and uh, I looked on there and on the channel guide mm-hmm. there was eight and a half hours of paid programming on BET. Eight and a half hours? How is BET a channel still? I have no idea. You could have got that many hours to sponsor from twelve thirty to nine. Now I, obviously they had the B- the pre warm up whatever the red carpet for BT today, mm-hmm. so they just probably interrupted paid programming and showed that. Okay, but how could they any station still exist from twelve with in the afternoon twelve thirty to nine o'clock? Cause how could any TV station exist with eight and a half hours of paid programming? Like, is that even a channel anymore? I don't know. They should just Niggas. go to like two hours uh, on the internet every day and they just skip over the bullshit. Niggas gonna get up to nine. I'm confused. <laughs> we, we on that. We ready on CP time for real now. We ain't no reason to put no no. We ain't get no ratings to nine. Don't waste our money. I'm confused. That's the only reason why you would do something like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, and um, uh, we were going to the store too because we knew we had company coming over. Yes. Um, and we were leaving the store, and I looked in that co- one car, and there was a dog in the car. Yes. It was a big-ass dog, too. Yes, it was. Like, it was not Scooby-Doo size, but, like, a little smaller than Scooby-Doo. Yes. And, and um, it was kind of weird, though, because, like, why Why do, I don't, you have any pets, Deville? No. Alright, I no. don't either. Alright. No. Why the fuck would you take your dog to the store? What did, can a dog gain? You're not taking him in the store. What can your dog possibly gain by just being in the car? To go to the store. Then you leave them in your hot ass car for however long you're in the store in this little tiny box. Why couldn't you left them in the backyard? Then not only that, I, I, and, and I've gotten better by animals because I'm not going to say I'm anti-animals. But damn it, dogs and cats got teeth, they got claws, they scratch, they bite. People who got animals need to be considerate about people who don't like animals. Yeah, so my I, animal I don't hurt the- you. He eat food. He can bite. I was on my way home today, and I went to the gas station, and I was going to get a Gatorade, but before I could get out of the car, this dog just walked up to the front door of the gas station and was waiting to get let in, 
And I was like, no, I'm not getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. But even more importantly, that's probably because somebody put his ass in the car, took it to the gas station before, and he just thinking he's going back to, like, it's normal and shit. Like, yeah. this is what we do on Sunday. Roll to the gas station. Nah, this, this is not what we do. And then on top of that, not, not to change subjects, not only was the dog in the car, they had a nurse that had the windows down so that the dog could jump out. And I'm like, thank God this is not a racist dog that don't like black people because he would have jumped out and gnawed us to death. Yeah. I was like, no. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was the other thing. Like, you got to roll your windows down enough to where it's politically correct to leave your dog That's in the right. car. Because if you leave your dog in the car and the windows up too much, white people will call the cops. They might call the cops... On that dog faster than they would if it was a kid in there. Of course. Because they love them some dogs. That's Michael Vick. They, they don't yes, play that shit. They will lock your ass up and throw away the key yeah. if you kill Fluffy. But you let Jermaine sit back there and die. <laughs> You'll call him 20 minutes after you sure he dead just so you sure I'm about to rob you next week. Yeah, it was... I don't know, man. I, I just... I don't know. It was sickening. Um, then, also, we cooked out the other day. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know if you grilled or I grilled. I think you grilled. Yeah, I did. Alright, so Karen grilled the other day and I went out to uh wash some clothes in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um and uh the and the reason I say a backyard, it's not really a backyard, we live in an apartment, but for some reason so whoever designed this designed the actual washing like laundry room on the on the back part of the yeah. patio. It, it's closed in but it's a pain in the ass. Anyway, I had to go back there to wash clothes and I guess it was a roach over there by the grill oh. area. And I started it. It flew right at me. It flew. It was bold. Yeah. Roaches got wings? Yeah, it flew. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. White people, it was a palmetto bug or um, water bug. I, I know white people don't call roaches roaches. But oh, okay. it was just a big ass roach in my opinion. It flew up on me. And I, I mean, it was gangster. I ran back in the house and got a, <laughs> the spray. Because I was like, you cannot live after that offense. Like... <laughs> Attack me, and I remember the first time y'all I ever seen a water bug scared the snots out of me. I was at the computer, and I didn't know what it was because I said it looked like a huge birch. And I happened to look over in the corner, and I seen something moving. I know I sprayed the whole can on it, and then I let it sit, and I just told Roger it was back there. I didn't go check on it. I didn't go look at it. All I knew was it was big, and I could see it moving, and it had to die. This is it why is, I don't go camping. It's a huge roach. I don't know. Why do people came up with that palmetto bug shit? They just I don't, don't want to call it a roach. They don't want to be like, I got roaches. It's a roach. I mean, it was on the outside of the house, so I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, you're not making it in here. So that, I killed him anyway, just in case. That's right. Cause, make an example to his buddies. That's right, because this is my motto. I don't come in your kitchen. I don't want you in my kitchen. Yeah, and I don't know. Roach's kitchen is our kitchen, I guess. But I, I don't know, man. It was just kind of, um, it was so big and so blatant. And I mean, it scared the hell out of me because it kept coming. I was like, it really is coming over here. Oh, it must attack some folks. What is, what is that? The living yeah. night of the bugs or something? And, and after I sprayed it, it didn't die right away. Like it, <gasps> it went off and did some other shit. Like wrote his last will and whatever. Like <laughs> I'm giving this to my kids. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. Rolling dice. Every other bug, like, the kind of spray we got is, like, for wasps. So, it's supposed okay. to kill you, like, right away. Oh, duh, Every now. other bug dies within, like, mm-hmm. 10 seconds. You, that shit really, you, like, walked off and you, was like, fuck you, nigga, and disappeared. <laughs> you, you hit a crimp of blood, didn't you? Yeah, it might come back. I'm scared to go back out. <laughs> I know. Like, it might be standing out there with a gun. <laughs> yeah, boys might be back there. I know. Shit. It was big. It probably gets smell here and everything. I know. We just don't know it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, if you out there, stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, it probably gets rent here and shit. Um, also, a correction for last week's podcast. Um, Vic said that Seth MacFarlane was Jewish, and he's not. He's Vietnamese and white. Okay. So, not that that really matters to me, but it seemed to be a big deal to Vic. And it's kind of weird, because like, Vic hangs around me, and I say a lot of inappropriate shit, obviously. That people listening <laughs> know this. About that, I hope so. Yeah, like I just, people getting surprised. What? This must <laughs> be your first podcast, then. Thank <laughs> you for listening. He says nigga a lot, but um, yeah. So um, he was he was here and he said he was talking to me before the show mm-hmm. about how um he likes Boondocks, which is pretty edgy show. Yeah. You know, they curse, they talk about niggas, they bunch of stuff. Have I, you seen Boondocks? I watched the one with uh, Tyler Perry when they were acting out Tyler Perry how uh, oh, you got yes. to give up your family that's my favorite episode nigga you just mad cause Jesus don't love you Jesus is too listening so he was saying how he loves that show but he didn't like Seth MacFarlane cause Seth MacFarlane made he makes jokes about religion race a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. but he's made jokes about Christianity before he said he made a joke about uh, Jesus being supposedly homosexual or something, or mm-hmm. like Jesus was taking a shower and Stewie walked in, and the the soap was all over covering Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when Stewie walked in, he uh, they both like looked at each other, and then Jesus let the soap wash off of him, mm-hmm. and then Stewie walked out. And then he was saying like, "Why you gotta make Jesus look gay?" And I was like, "Cause it's a fucking joke. Like it's yeah, it's nothing to be taken. He talks so about hard. everything. You cannot." Like I don't yeah. really like when they, people, they mess with bar mitzvahs. Yeah. They, they mess with a lot of uh, people's uh, religion. And, and he was like, "Well, why don't they put the Prophet Muhammad on one?" Because people, the people that fuck with Muhammad will kill you. That's, that's right. Why. It's there, a big difference. That's right. The some rest of us are laugh it off. Yo, yeah. the most they might do is protest with signs. Right. But you mess with Muhammad, I promise you, within 24 hours, you will go missing. Yeah. And won't nobody know will ever find you again. Yeah, I just, I get, I, I don't know, I, just, I get why they wouldn't do it. It's That's just, right. And it's just like, to me, it's more respect that you can make a joke about something and expect people to get it and laugh That's or to right. get it and just say, okay, whatever. As well, opposed to, if I make this joke, you will kill me. It's a big difference. Yes. But um, I don't know, man. It's just, I thought it was weird that he picked that line because even the Boondocks had a couple episodes where he talked about religion. Um, when Uncle Ruckus started his own religion and it was about uh, praising white people. That was hilarious, yes. And then they had the Christmas episode with the black Jesus and this play got shut down because it was too black. Yes. Like, I don't know. All right, let's do some Twitter questions. Um, my man at Walkless asked me. And you, what's the difference between porn and prostitution? And I await the jokes. Um, I don't know. Is is there really a difference? I mean, it's not really acting, I guess. I mean, but then nah, it, it's not I guess acting. prostitution is acting too. It, it really is. It. I th- to me, I think the biggest difference is that one of them don't have to wear heels walking the street, and the other one wear heels for play. Yeah, it seems like prostitution is definitely more dangerous. A lot more dangerous. Right. At least with porn, if you get a gun to your head, you know it ain't got bullets. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you're a <laughs> prostitute. You can't guarantee that. Yeah, that's the thing. If you watch like uh, um, Hookers on the Point or something like that, the documentaries or American yeah. Family, like you listen to them and you just like, that's a completely different lifestyle because a lot of times they're talking about pimps that beat their women. Yeah, they talk about uh, Johns that they like rape them. They talking about all kinds of violence and stuff happening to them. Whereas in a professional pornography shoot, at least you don't got to worry about that. I mean, maybe back in the sixties or seventies or something, but now you don't have to worry about that. And, and then at least with porn, you guaranteed to get paid. You know, at the end of your eight-hour <laughs> shift. Somebody's gonna cut you a check with your name on it. Yeah, they probably get paid before. Yeah, I'll, say I'll that again. They, they probably know, some of them got contracts and things like that. You ain't gonna get no contract with your job. The other thing is, I remember a couple years ago they had an HIV scare where one of the dudes got HIV, and this was actually when I realized that pornography was mainstream because it was on CNN. Like that's some shit that you don't expect to see headline on CNN.com as this dude got AIDS. What what's pornography gonna do? And nobody else caught it. You know what I'm saying? That would never happen if a prostitute had HIV or one of the dudes that had sex with prostitutes had HIV. Everybody would get it until he died. This, this, they yeah. had this shit where everybody was like, shut down the porn for a couple weeks. Let's check everybody out and then you gotta go if you got it. Bam. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, what a lot of people fail to realize that with porn, porn is actually safer than having sex in real life. And this is what people <laughs> don't understand. Because with porn, they check you for STDs, they check your background, yeah. they, they be sure your balls can shake right, you know, because you're going to be on video. So they got to be sure everything function. Yeah. You know, you're a girl, your breasts got to look right, they got to be sure you smelling right, you know, because you on film. Well, I don't know about the women, though, because there's a dude out there that's attracted to everything, so. And that's true. It's probably yeah. some shit for like, like cancer patients, you know, one titty left, one arm. <laughs> Prosthesis. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they, <laughs> the woman with the fake heart. Hey. Yeah. Dudes will jack off to anything. I don't really think it's that amazing. But, I mean, in general, though, they will make sure you got your test clean because they don't want to be... You don't want to be the studio that has the people that get something because then nobody wants to work for you anymore. That's right. And then, um, there was another dude. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was doing uh, black porn for a major, like it was a white company, but mm -hmm. he did, he would film his own stuff and then sell it to, I want to say Red Light District or something. Okay. He was faking HIV tests. <gasps> yeah, like he would just turn in fake shit, like everybody's fine. They found out, they shut him down immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't play that. That would never happen with prostitution. And on top of that, with porn, it's a product. I mean, you make millions of dollars. A prostitute... Might not touch nothing. Cause filming that. porn seems like it would suck. Like everything that yeah. they show on like HBO specials and stuff, it does not look entertaining or fun. No, it's like cut, like, cut. Yeah. You're like, nigga, I'm busy. Cut, <laughs> cut. There's 20 Come people on. watching, right? They don't yeah, never show people you got in the room. lights on you. You're burning. You're sweating. Yeah. You know that does not look entertaining at all. And you know, even in regular sex, sometimes it can be tiring. I could imagine you starting in the middle of something. I don't see how that could be. And some of that, and some of the angles and stuff they're filming from aren't very comfortable for the people. And even with all that stuff that they learn, they still got that one angle with the dude's face or right behind his balls. Like I don't know who's directing this shit. I'll say that again. But how but they that, but that's not get the, over that? Yeah, that's not the cameraman. And then on top of that, 
Who's, who's, who's the person that sees that and is like, that's my favorite part? And maybe this is just me. I know with a regular light, it produces heat. Don't you think his ass is hot? Maybe that's just me. I mean, because you ride up on him yeah, I with wouldn't the camera, camera and the light. I mean, maybe that's just me. I like, like, I hope that dude didn't go to community college for cameraman school or whatever the fuck. I hope not. He, he, he need to step balls. his game up. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I film balls. You yes, know. That's, that's it. That's all I do. Tough day at work today, man. It was sweating. Yeah. All right, um... Do you think China, with his new interest in who will ever create another significant baller? That's is, this is from Atypical Sports. Um, Key, the uh-huh. guy who uh, does a podcast with his friend Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they will. It's a billion people, right? Yeah. Uh, Yao Ming and his baby mama or wife or whatever, they both like seven feet tall and they had a kid. So at least within 18 years, there'll be another one of them motherfuckers over here killing us. So I don't I don't see why they wouldn't. And plus, I watched China play us in the Dream Team, like Olympics or whatever, and they was pretty good. And they had a couple people. Where I was like, man, if they could just get over here, because that's the problem, getting over here. Yeah, they got all kinds of rules and regulations yeah. and all that stuff. And then don't be over there with Jim Kaoling, his name, whoever he is, because you ain't going nowhere. Talk, oh, she's talking about <laughs> the dictator of North Korea, which has nothing to do with China. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry y'all. My bad. That's just some racism coming out. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Three podcasts in a row. Um, and he also asked, what are the top five TV shows this summer? Um, man, I'm not watching a lot of TV this summer, man. I'll probably um, watch uh, The Last Comic Standing. And how, how is that? It's good so far. Chris Rock's brother was on there. That mm-hmm. nigga is not funny. But he's only like 19 or something. But damn, he wasn't funny. Like, I could have ah. did that shit. I was very disappointed. I think his name like Tony Rock. And I was like, I wonder why Chris never brought him up. And then he started performing. I was like, oh, I That's see. That's why. I it's like, nigga, you ain't embarrassing me. Open it up for me. Yeah, can you change your last name for a while? And um, I probably watch, uh, of course, True Blood is back on. Mm-hmm. I've been watching all of those. So I watched that. Friday Night Lights, which mm-hmm. is uh, an excellent show. And then um, Tosh.0. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Yeah, it's basically a clip show, but um, a comedian just watches internet clips and makes jokes. And I really can't think of too many more that I even have set up to record. Just some TV isn't good normally. No, and then a lot of stuff has canceled or been yeah. put off the air and things like that. And then y'all don't want my list. My list is very girly, so we're going to stick to it. He Okay, because mine is like uh, Next Food Network Star. Is that, <laughs> you know, is that new? Or is that's that... HGTV. I know, but is it like. Is it new? Is it new episodes coming on? Or you just yeah, okay. yeah. It's new episodes coming on. I like that show. Um, let me see. It's some more shows. I know that one's one of my favorites that I watch, and I know I like. We was talking about the Boondocks. I like the Boondocks, and oh uh, yeah, shit, I forgot that Boondocks. And I know is in uh, what is the Daily Show. Yeah, I don't really count those because those are always on. Those oh, are okay. really summer shows, but oh, okay. um, I forgot to say the Boondocks and Squidbillies. I forgot. Yeah. Those. But um, the other thing too is like I use this time to catch up on stuff. Like I watched a ton of movies the last couple of weeks, just because I don't want to get into these new shows. All these shows are gonna suck. They always get canceled. Yes, they do. And then like every time I get into one, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm fucking with this one. There was one of uh, Will Travelers. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a great show. Six episodes and canceled. Like 
No, thank wow. you. No, thank you. Yeah, and that's another reason why I'm very reluctant, especially in the summertime. And sometimes in the fall times, it's real hard for me to get into new shows because there's nothing worse than you putting your hard sworn effort and DVR in it and sit down for you to try to get caught up. And then three days later, you know, you hear that it's being canceled and you're like, y'all didn't even give the show a chance. Yeah. I don't understand networks. Do they expect stuff to be an instant hit? It's too many stations and too many channels to you for anything to be instant hit nowadays. I don't know, man. Um, T Griff 13 asks, will, B, will the BT Awards be sponsored by Bullet Ball and or Roscoe's Chick- Chili and Donuts? Um, that is an Anaconda Malt Liquor tweet. Anaconda Malt Liquor was, uh, and Black Dynamite. No. <laughs> but, um, I don't think they'll be sponsored by any of that shit. No. I, I, from what I've seen so far, it's hair care products, Key Sweat's reality show, which Key Sweat got a reality show. Yeah, tell and, me, and tell he me, got a radio show that comes on from seven to midnight. Tell me, you didn't think Key Sweat's first reality show appearance wouldn't be on Celebrity Rehab? Like this nigga been missing for a minute. I, I don't think he's on crack, but he was missing so long. If you would have said. Keith Sweat got his own reality show. I would have said, what, is, what kind of drugs was he on? Is he trying to get off the S-curl? They can't quit or what? Uh, like, I mean, it's, it, he had a new album, too, and this album... He had a new album? What I ain't downloaded it. I about to say, where the hell have I been? The album this nigga called, still begging? He been begging for 40 years. Where have I been? I think you heard baby, Drake. Baby, please. I think you heard Drake and this whiny-ass CD. He was like, oh, whiny niggas is back. I'm about to put the S-curl out of... Out of out of the box and get back on this shit. Let me get um, me a decent rapper. Yeah, he's horrible though. Um, but uh, I shouldn't say horrible. He had his he had his moments. He was he was classic in New Jack City when um, he was singing at the wedding and then yeah. um, before you know picked up the little girl and tried to use it as a bulletproof vest. Yeah, but but um, I ain't gonna lie, I do love me some Key Sweat though. Even though he whines and cries, he's something you can rock to. Oh my god, what a big in the ass. Anyway. <laughs> This, he had a new album called. Uh, he had a new album called like Going It Alone or something. But he's always been solo. So why would Going It Alone or whatever? Why would, was he ever in a group and he didn't tell nobody? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then his reality show is like Puff Daddy's making the band. So it's Key Sweat getting these young dudes together. I guess teach them how to beg or whatever. And then they're gonna show them how to fight. Like they're gonna show them fighting each other and like. You know, of course, all the scenes where you're like, I'm shutting the studio down. Oh, no, the studio's like, oh, I'm shutting the studio down. Like, that kind of stuff. Uh, teach him how to get in shape. Teach him how to sing. But he not going to be as good as Diddy, though. I just can't pick the key I, sweat. I, could, I couldn't imagine him coming in there trying to be cool with that, though. Who? You know, sweat, yeah, because, you know, he's going to be like, I'm, I'm going to have to cut, you know, shut the studio down, guys. <laughs> you know, he's going to be like, please, please, please. I got to shut the studio down. <laughs> Don't make me cut the studio down. I'm begging you. <laughs> Background singles? <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway, man. A random black guy wants to, us to talk about the fact that Tyler Perry fired his whole staff, allegedly, due to the Boondocks episode that was too accurate not to be an inside job. And I, I think I printed this he out. He fired his whole staff? Supposedly, man. For real? Supposedly. I actually, I, I think I actually have a link to... Uh, them talking about this and it was kind of it was kind of weird. I can't remember if I printed it out or not, but um, yeah, y'all saw the episode, right? Mm-hmm. What'd you think about it? I thought it was hilarious. I mean, because to me it was nothing but jokes, and I think that for a lot of people, 
A lot of people can't take jokes, especially once you joke about somebody as famous as he is, mm. or as well, especially in the black community, because the black people love themselves from Tyler Perry, yep. and white people are baffled how his movies can come out and be in half the theaters that white people's movies are, are coming in and still be number one. Y'all better realize this nigga been doing plays for years, so he has had an audience, and them folks love him some Tyler Perry. And so there's nothing you can change about that. And to me, it was just jokes. I mean, for you to turn around and fire your whole staff over that, yeah, uh, that could be very devastating to 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 his uh, career because a lot of these people were there with you through this whole time. And to me, I, I don't see why you would make a move like that. I hope it's not true, just because if it actually, I probably hope it is true because I hate Tyler Perry. But if it's true. Then you know all these people got to just come out and tell everybody your business. Like yeah. that's the number one. They're mistake. about to have books. They're about. They're yeah. about to. I mean, when you look at conspiracies and how people find out about them, the number one mistake is firing motherfuckers that know everything. It's like if Big Ben Roethlisberger got in trouble with the strip club thing, or not strip club, the I guess rape club. When he tried to, when he, ah. he went to rape the girl in the bathroom, and he had his bodyguard stand out and mm-hmm. keep people from coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the bodyguards got fired from his day job, which is being a state trooper in Pennsylvania. Um, but if I'm being Roethlisberger, I still I, I take him on full time as security. Stand out of here! This nigga with no job, need money. And E calling, being like, "Hey, we got a couple thousand dollars. Why don't you tell us what happened?" I know, and in, in, in the middle of nowhere, via what? Yeah, that's how they do. Kato from the OJ trial got famous. It's just nobody was paying him. He's a broke nigga living with OJ. And he's like, "Yeah, I overheard the whole thing. He was killing everybody." I'm like, like of course. But all right, so the article in this blog is like, according to a source, Tyler Perry is a drag queen scorn. Mm, this article seems biased. Uh, word on the streets. <laughs> Is the recent Boondocks episode that mocked everything TP hit? Uh, everything TP hit a deep nerve with the mobile. Our source claims he's paranoid and believes it was an inside job based on the show's accuracy. Our source also says the, that Medea is giving pink slips to his entire st- staff, not the shirtless boy wonders, of course. Ha! Starting Friday, he wants to take control of any leaks, leaks of information about the compound. See what all the fuss is about below, and they have a link to the Boondock show. Um, Diva. So apparently, the information on the Boondock episode has some truth in it, and only could have been leaked by someone who works at the studio. So, um, what part of the episode has some truth to it, Mr. Perry? The oily man, the casting couch, the Jesus epiphanies, and then you know you can watch the show if you want to. But um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I don't know that. All of that's got to be true for him to fire his staff or whatever. But I just really think that the Boondocks as a show, if this is even true, but the Boondocks as a show, when it's aimed at you, it can hurt because their comedy is so stinging. Like, they don't really hold back any punches. So, like, when they did that episode talking about people um, voting for Obama just because he's black, I remember people being like, that shit wasn't that funny. Because they were talking about your ass. I thought That's it was, why I wasn't funny. I, I thought it was hilarious, and I did vote on him because he was black. Other reasons too, but I did vote for him. But he was it black. really, I think it, when it hits home, people didn't like like the first three or four episodes. They was all about the kind of people that watch the Boondocks. Where it's like, if you just support Obama because you black, then you know this shit ain't gonna be funny to you. It's like once he started doing karate kicks and picking on Tyler Perry, it's like, oh, this shit is back. It's so funny, but. 
when they the Martin Luther King episode, a lot of people didn't think that was funny because that was hilarious to he's me. He's talking about you know BET talking about people that uh you know have basically bastardized his name. He's talking about the current state of black culture and how he's like, I got my ass whooped for this, and people was really upset. Like when it's not pointed at you, it's easy to laugh at. When it's pointed at Tyler Perry or something where you can just po- focus your energy on that and be like, oh, that was about the war in Iraq or whatever. Everyone can laugh at it, but I don't know, man. This last episode really went in on Tyler Perry. So. And, and it's sad, though, because the truth be told, everybody can give jokes, but a lot of people can't truly take jokes. Yeah, and um, alright, so G20 protests played by violence and vandalism. Toronto, Canada, police fired tear gas Sunday detained groups protesting the arrest of the G20 demonstrators in Toronto, Canada, said Nina Snyder, a spokeswoman for the Integrated Security Unit. An old film studio was converted into a prisoner processing center specifically for handling G20 protest arrests. Damn. They had to change the studio into the arrest. That's up there with Sasha and Corey, ain't it? Yeah, it's up there. Wow. uh, I hope they're safe. We'll hear about that Monday. Yeah. (laughs) Police released tear gas outside the center where other people were protesting the arrest. I do not believe that the individuals bent on vandalism and violence in our city have finished with their intent, so we will remain vigilant, said the police chief. Uh, police have made a, a total of 562 arrests since June 18th. Damn, they busy. Yeah, that's seven days. Um, Actually, seven days. over seven days. That's uh, about nine days they made 562 arrests. How much space they got in them jails up there? I don't know. Constable Rodney Protoski of Ontario Police, that's what he said about it. Um, from 6 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday to late afternoon, 224 people were arrested, he said. Woo. So, <laughs> just I would hate to be on them 6 in the morning to the afternoon, you arrest 224 people? Jesus. Some of those have been released from the prisoner processing center, while others have been were being held for bail. They're going to get sued, because I promise you, somebody got tired about the 20th person, and they just gave him a little, little hit or something. Come on. Yeah, man. I would tell you all these people... <laughs> I'll get it over with. Malls were scuffling with police in multiple locations. Uh, let's see, none of these people are gonna get off. You can't scuffle with the police. That's, of course, you're going to jail. That's, that's just like asking to get arrested. Um, seventy took poli- seventy arrests took place at Bancroft Avenue. She said, at no time was there a risk to the safety of summit participants. Um, there were no reports of serious injuries to either protesters or police. Um, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure, like you said, some protesters got seriously injured, but... Yeah, they did. Who they gonna report it to? Yeah, you, you, you think police officers like extra work, and then you they 50th person after a while, they don't get tired of handcuffing folks. These criminals allow the anonymity of hiding in a larger group of the curious and the naive, so... Oh, so they were going to the midst of the people that didn't have nothing to do with it? Yeah, it was kind of weird, too, because um, these motherfuckers really don't have anything to do. Like, these protesters uh, 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 are not, like... Real protests, like it's like it's some protests where you're like, okay, we are out here to stop abortions. Let's go to the abortion clinic and act food. At least you know what they're doing. That's so right. Police come out there, you know what their problem is, and you know what you can and can't say. G20 people just protesting everything. Like they really are just protesting every government, global warming, all, all money, all just everything. That was one. We just mad as hell. There dude. was one sign that said, "I'm." Uh, Tired of all these protests. Ah, I'm not joking. It was literally just some dude out there like, we need to stop all these protests. It's just ridiculous. It's like a tea party of protests. When you don't have uh, one call, yeah. it's just a bunch of angry motherfuckers looking to get arrested. It was ridiculous, <laughs> man. I don't, 
see why they arresting people then. I, at least Canada got gangster with it and started arresting people. Yeah. Um, topless dancers charged with indecent exposure. Six arrested, ten ah. sought for removing buttons in investigation of Charlotte strip clubs. Authorities have, uh, hey, this happened here. Can you see in the house? Authorities have arrested six women and were looking for ten more Thursday night in an investigation of indecent exposure at Charlotte strip clubs. Alcohol beverage can the ABC office says. Uh, all 16 topless dancers are charged with violating a state law while allowing topless dancers prohibit uh, prohibits dancers at adult clubs from performing naked. Uh, they know they're not allowed to expose themselves and they did. I don't understand why I do. you topless. I don't even understand why a dude in a strip club would want a woman with no drawers on him. Like, that ain't exactly the place I want somebody rubbing up on me with no underwear. Like, ew. So what, they're allowed to show their breasts, but they can't yeah. show nothing else? Yeah, you can't just go top bottomless. So, no vaginas hanging out. It can only be breasts. I mean, I've only been in a strip club but a couple times, but I've never seen anybody with... Yeah, you can wear thongs, yep. And it's kind of weird, too, because, like, the one time... It is. When I went with Pat on that surprise strip club trip, uh, we were supposed to be going to Hooters, and, um... This, and the, he was gonna talk. He was talking to yeah, one stripper. Got hooters, all right. He was talking to one stripper. And she's like helping him. She's basically convincing him to help her move that weekend. And he's about to turn over there and try to convince me to help her move, which is never Hell gonna happen. No. Um. I was like, is she about to have sex with both of us or something? Because <laughs> I, I only move for people I have sex with. Said so that again. That's and that's me. <laughs> sucker. Anyway. Um. So this other chick though was sitting out because they just come and sit on you like. They don't ask. They don't say, you mind if I sit here or nothing. I was kind of shocked because, I, like I said, I hadn't been there before. She just sat on my knee. I was looking at her like, this ain't Santa Claus. Like, what are you doing? And she started talking to me about the strip club game anyway because I'm was, i like, well, while you here, I might as well pick your brain. You know what I'm saying? And she had, and she had her bottom covered, which was fine because I don't believe it would have been creepy if she would walked over with no bottom and sat on my work clothes because I would have had to Febreze them or something. But, um, so she was sitting there talking. We'd have burned them damn pants. She was sitting there talking, and she just gave me all the ins and outs of the strip club game. Because I was asking her about people as I was looking at them, like, hey, this, there was a dude over there. And he was talking to, like, five strippers at the same time. It was lunch crowd, so it wasn't a lot of people in there, right? And it was still probably about ten strippers in there, something like that. And they were all not busy. It was just, like, one girl on the stage, a bunch of dudes eating the buffet or something. But nobody trying to get a lap dance at lunch. Well, you gonna go back to work with your dick on? Like ridiculous. coochie, yeah. That so, don't sound like fun. Yeah. Um, so this one dude was talking to like five strippers at the same time. I was like, what? What is up with that dude? Why is he like y'all just all go over there and sit and talk to him? And she, he, she was like, no, he um pays girls to come over there and talk to him. So I was like, he paying women to talk to him. Nigga, they would talk your head off for free. You get yeah. the right woman. That ain't that 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 got a lot of shit on her mind. She'll talk to you till you die, shake you, wake you up, and talk you to death. Yeah, do you know I've I would pay them to shut up. I've never Say that again. in my life ever met a woman that's just like I need her to talk to me. Where's my please wallet? come and talk let me to get me. my wallet. But um, yeah, so I this she would pay me to talk. I'd... So she's talking to me, and then I was like, wait a minute, I hope you don't think I'm paying for this. Cause this shit is free. This on you. I didn't tell you come over here. That's right. You know, I don't want no lap dance or nothing. I was trying to eat my food. I'm waiting on this simp to leave and stop trying to talk about moving with this chick that he don't even know her real name yet. And um it, it was just weird, man. But anyway, so that's 
I don't understand with that one, and I still felt creepy with her sitting on my knee. Like, I know if a chick walk up to you with no drawers on, you gotta be a nasty dude to just be like, yeah, she sat on my knee or my clothes. Nasty Ugh. ass hell. Yeah. All mm. the kind of crap out there, and this is not like the porn studio, so you do not get STDs and all yeah. those other tests, hell. No. Like, does, does clothes detergent get gonorrhea out of your slacks? No, I don't, I don't think they will. I don't we, know we if that's on the bottom that. or not. Yeah, because crabs do crawl, so yeah. you need to burn them pants, Extra baby. bleach. Say um, that again. Extra crispy bleach. They know they're not allowed to expose themselves, and they did, said Michael Crowley of Mecklenburg's ABC Commission. You're not allowed to remove your bottom. Um, man, that's kind of a bad job to have unless you're a hater, though, because I'm sure a lot of people was mad at him, like, you know, damn, we finally got him to take their clothes off all the way. Y'all come in here shutting house Y'all come in, like, who's the dude that told on them? Um, the recent arrest Somebody followed... paid $10 for their water? <laughs> the recent arrest following a six-month undercover investigation into eight adult entertainment clubs, including the city's two Leather and Lace Clubs, Uptown Cabaret on Moorhead Street, Gentleman's Club on Woodlawn Road, just off Interstate 77. Most of the clubs involved are operated by MAL Entertainment, a company owned by Charlotte businessman David Slim Balkum. That sounds like a pimp name right there. No, it Slim. But six months undercover were... These niggas was... <laughs> <laughs> this niggas get laughed at for six months on the city dime. Like, yo, man, I just can't tell yet, man. I feel like we're real close to a break in the case. I just need to keep on this strip club angle. Just let me go in there again. Let me get, like, four 20s, and I'll be back in an hour. Like, there is no way in hell. They, how do you... She either has on underwear or she don't. Yes, how cut dry is that? That should have been a one-day case. Everybody walk in. No draws. Alright, cool. These bitches just wrong. Everybody's under arrested. Y'all got to go to jail. That's ridiculous. That's just... Oh, my God. Oh, and I, they probably yeah. had men doing it, too. They probably didn't have women doing it, did of they? Of course not. What, what woman gonna go to the strip club and check the bottoms? This, I don't mean... See, it's undercover. Okay. You can't have them suspended. It's like 21 Jump Street. You can't just go in there looking not looking the part. You gotta be a dude. You gotta look kind of like a loser. And you need to get a lot of lap dances or else they'll know that you're a narc. I don't know, man. This is ridiculous, though. This is what my taxpayers' money go to for y'all to see if a woman got damn draws on. Yeah, meanwhile, it's like a criminal just killed somebody they can't find. Six months. Wow. Um, and Fall is upset with the charges, says the investigation is a waste of taxpayer money, particularly in tight financial times. The government, they're bad on money and they're coming after us, Fall said. Paying agents to go to strip clubs and have a good time. He said, you know how many people was like, I hope I get this case. I hope I get this case. You know they would. If I had a lottery for that case, they're spinning balls. Yeah. Number 62, please on this He said the arrest have hurt his business. Why run all the business off? You're supposed to be helping businesses, not hurting businesses. Well, that's not, no, that's not true. The ABC them. is not there to help oh, businesses. The what the hell does ABC got to do with people in draws? Ain't ABC alcohol, folks? I don't know. It's probably like the tobacco and firearms thing where it's just like we cover a lot of shit. Anything that kind of got something to do with this. So I, I mean, know. I mean, was they pouring alcohol on their coochie? That's the only way I could see them even getting involved. I'm confused. The investigation was conducted by an ABC agent and a police Pineville police officer who visited adult clubs to see if managers and entertainers entertainers were following state laws. Some probes are undertaken periodically, authorities said. The investigation was not prompted by complaints or evidence of a growing problem. These niggas just literally came up with this shit at their desk like, yo man, we should probably do a strip club investigation again. Check out Petty Cash. Let's do this. 
Um, wow. Texas GOP platform, criminalized gay marriage and bad side of me, outlaw strip clubs and pornography. Um, how can you be in Texas and be Republican? The Texas Republican <laughs> Party gives a whole new meaning to the word conservative. The GOP has voted on a platform that would ban oral and anal sex. It's also, it also would give jail sentences to anyone who issues marriage licenses to a same-sex couple, even though such licenses are already invalid in the state. We oppose legislation, the legislation of sodomy. Should I say it with a southern accent? Or Yes. We oppose the legislation of sodomy, the platform says. We demand that Congress exercise its authority granted by the U.S. Constitution to withhold jurisdiction from the federal courts from cases involving sodomy. Now give me my sweet tea, slave. <laughs> <laughs> the Lone Star State initially passed a law barring sodomy in 1860. <laughs> 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 1860. Uh, the violators faced anywhere from 5 to 15 years in prison. Oh my God. The ban was overturned in 2003. It took them until 2003 to be like, you know, a head ain't that bad. Maybe we should not have it be illegal. And my thing is that some of this stuff married couples do. So what? Maybe this is where Rashida moves. It might be. (laughs) It might be. This This is against the law. Yeah, I I gotta go. I gotta go. I know if you do me, I can have your ass under arrest. In addition, the platform says that homosexuality tears. Tears at the fabric of society, contributes to the breakdown of the family unit, and leads to the spread of dangerous communicable diseases. Man, people hate gay people, man. They just, they're like, everything bad is your fault. Stop being gay. <laughs> Where your parents all sagging. Uh, it also states that homosexuality must not, <laughs> must not be presented as an acceptable alternative lifestyle in public schools, and families should not be redefined to include homosexual couples. The 25-page proposal presented last week as a guide for the state GOP over the next two years includes other measures including outlawing sexually oriented business like strip club and banning all pornography. I would move the fuck out of Texas. That is wow. And on top of that, man, not only are the people going to move, the businesses is going to move. Yeah. Y'all want their tax revenue, but it's going to disappear. Yeah, man, if I'm on the strip club, I shut that shit down and tell all my hookers, come on, girls, we going somewhere else. Man, I would open... I, I still, you know what, this is like that thing where um, they tried to ban pornography in the United States a long time ago, and then the lawyers used the numbers from the uh, pay-per-view pornography channels to argue people do watch this. Yes, they do. Even if they won't admit to it at church, they still, they still watch yeah, this Yeah, they, they, they might be over there protesting on one side, yeah. and then they back pocket on their iPhone, they got a Netflix so you can't yeah. tell me this this somebody ain't one I, I literally clothes. would like to see this go to ballot and see people have to vote individually. You know, of course it's private. I would like to see them vote and, um, and not that that would get voted passes. Nobody I don't care if you're a reverend, you're gonna be like, I don't know. I might need head once. This yeah. I'm not trying to go to prison for five to fifteen years because I wanted my dick so that is that's ridiculous. Yes. That is ridiculous. And especially women do it for free and then she wanna turn around and come back later on and have me in jail. I don't think so. The G twenty people need to come down to Texas and blow shit up. That's a great place for them to protest. Yeah, they wasting their time in Canada. Um Barbara K first killed the husband, second claimed sympathy as a widow. That's the title oh. of the article. Uh it, it used to be the definition of Huxburg was a man who murdered his parents pleading for mercy from the court because he was an orphan. We have our declaration and update on the definition of out of Sacramento, California in a story about a woman 
the wife of a police detective to add spice to the narrative, who disgruntled who disgruntled over the loss of custody of her children to her husband. And going by the stats on this subject, she must have been a piece of work to begin with to have lost custody in today's mother-friendly courts. Has a motorcycle gang hitman to off her husband. Or she thinks she did. Man, that last paragraph was written so complicated. Ah. Like, you couldn't have written that. Just make that shit. simple. All we these words. Yeah. What is you, a poem writer? Get your point. Skip all the editorial. Yeah. Or she thinks she did. Members of the hitman's gang take the man damning conversations with her and alert the police who arrest her and eventually convict her for solicitation, solicitation of murder. The story doesn't say why, but I'm thinking the gang probably has enough problems with the police and don't need the aggravation of a furious vendetta from this proposed victim's colleagues. But get this, later in divorce court, after being released from prison in 2004, the would-be murderer is awarded half the couple's property, $70,000. Damn. Just as though they were any other divorcing couple with, say, irreconcilable differences. I guess you don't get more irreconcilable than when one partner tries to whack the other and fails. The husband isn't too thrilled about this, pressing for charges to the divorce laws. As uh, present for changes to the divorce laws, as a result, tomorrow the state legislative committee will hear arguments for a change to the no-fault divorce laws that will close this little loophole, stating that folks who try to murder their partners won't be eligible for financial rewards and divorce proceedings. It's a little late for him. I mean, yeah, he but, gave up seventy G's. I mean, she ain't about to get him shit back. Then on top of that, my my point is this: especially if you're convicted and you go to jail, I ain't give you fifty cent. You try to kill me. Oh, I know he was pissed to give her that money. Yeah. In fact, he might be going to jail now for trying to kill her to get his money back. Yeah. And the thing is that they said if the murders would have, like, if somebody would do this and the murder would have succeeded, mm-hmm. the homicide is not classified under the heading of domestic violence, but as a general homicide. As a result, the stats on spousal homicides don't reflect the true picture. Following. On the passage of the Sacramento legislation, it would seem like a good idea to review the classification criteria regarding spousal homicides to reflect the reality so vividly illustrated in this story. So basically, if a woman goes out and gets a hitman to kill her husband, that doesn't count as domestic violence. So technically, when you say like uh, women get killed more in domestic violence, like the stats could be a little bit different because wow. what woman gonna try to kill the dude herself? I mean, probably black woman or something, but. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she like, gonna she gonna put hands on you. Yeah, but um, all right. So last thing, um, I had a couple audio clips that I wanted to play. Okay. Um, and we had a couple people who listened to the podcast last week, mm-hmm. and um, they left some comments. And one of them said, "Digging into all the shows, I've checked out ten episodes or so, and today it hit me. Your girl Karen sounds like this nutty broad, <laughs> just in her diction and accent, not content." Hilarious, nothing but love though to both of y'all. So, so he's not trying to diss you, but he left a YouTube clip to Alexis K. Taylor. Um, oh, this ought to be a good one. So I'm gonna play the audio. I gotta move the mic real quick, so let me pause this. Remember, this is what he thinks you sound like. All right, you ready? Okay. Younger men fucking with older women. Like, I'm just wondering, you as an older man, so you're saying that you have no issue, you're a younger man, you have no issue. I have no issue making you my busted baby. None. Well, is you talking about me, your damn busted baby, or you and your any young, any older woman, your damn busted baby? All of the above. I, I, I mean, once they reach that certain age. I don't want to hear that shit right now, because this motherfucker just said he 
want to make me a damn busted, baby. Do I look like a fucking busted, baby? You can bust your damn nuts. Janet Jackson's a busted, baby. Jermaine made Jermaine made Janet Jackson a busted, baby. I no, can't. he making it. He paying that lady. He makes sure she making money. He produces her damn shit. A busted, baby. <laughs> all they do is damn make somebody nuts, swell up, and damn quiver, and damn unload all down the car in their fucking mouth. Is that what you think of me? That's what you say? I don't know, man. Um, let me pause this to the fight back, but but um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of spot on to me, man. I couldn't tell the difference. Can you tell the difference? If it wasn't for the cursing, it's kind of the same. But uh, <laughs> that was hilarious, though. Yep. Lexus K Taylor. Oh yes, that was. But he shouldn't have said that shit to her, man. No, she was, she not was the wrong one, and then she stood up too. Yeah. Look like she about to jump across the table. Alright, one more audio clip. This is a dude that um committed a crime and uh oh, hold on. Alright, this is a dude that committed a crime and fucked up the whole neighborhood. So um let me go ahead and uh, play this for you real quick. Alright, now don't forget this this is a audio clip of a news story. So let's go ahead and get this popping. Wrong place to commit a crime. He'll soon be on a prison bus heading for a lifetime behind bars on a shoplifting charge. I think that they should have to do quite a bit of time, but I don't know about life sentence. But Mississippi is far less tolerant than some places when it comes to repeat offenders. Oh, my bad, y'all. This one is about a dude that's going to prison for life after he's shoplifted. All right. Down here, it's three strikes and you're out for good. No matter the crime, if you have the three felonies prior and you come here and commit another felony, you're going to life in prison in this state. The road to Wilson's life sentence begins here at this coal store in South Haven. Employees reportedly. This nigga was shoplifting from Coles. Yeah, you ain't. <laughs> what the you, fuck? You ain't trying to do nothing fancy. I mean, go after the real stuff. Get the thousand dollar pocketbooks. <laughs> this nigga get life because he couldn't. He couldn't put that medium fitting tee down in Coles. Dog, Coles don't even have hot clothes, man. No, they don't. Jesus. Spotted his shoplifting and called police. Store surveillance cameras caught him in the act. Police narrowly escaped injuries. He got away, speeding down crowded Goodman and Airways roads during rush hour before officers finally stopped him. Police found stolen items in his car, charged him with three felonies, and then learned about his. Man, this nigga got a trunk full of socks, y'all. Socks. And t shirts and drawers. I used. You. My ass is going to jail. The socks, t. No, I, I need to get paid for real. Could have went to Goodwill. But for that, if that's no all you want to do. In Tennessee, in this particular case, Darnell Wilson, between 1985 and 2009, had 18 arrests, 10 convictions, four felonies, and six prior felonies that were reduced to misdemeanors to make up his 10 convictions. <gasps> Somebody, he should have learned by then. So police <laughs> and prosecutors made an example out of him hoping to send a message to other criminals and the public. So before they come to Mississippi, they think about it, and that keeps crime away. Does that make you feel safer? Makes me feel a lot safer. The message is very simple. Hey, you know, if, you, if you're going to commit felonies, you better keep your stupid self in the state that lets you get away. <laughs> All right, last clip for real, and then I'm going to end oh, They got great stuff. <laughs> they tell them the truth, don't. Yeah, you better keep your black ass out of here. You That's right. Do this shit. All right, um... This story I thought was hilarious. 
Secret in Fort Worth has residents digging into their pockets for change. Police say backyard brews are being sold from an old Pepsi machine. Channel 8's Casey Norton went to take a look for himself. Now, before I show y'all this clip, they sell it. They got a vending machine that sells beer. Mm -hmm. Alright, out of somebody's backyard. What race do you think they are? Guess the race. This is a tough one. I would say black or Hispanic. So you got black or Hispanic. What about you, DeVille? White. White. Alright, here we go. This house on Berry Street has a reputation. Fort Worth police reports say everyone in the neighborhood knows it's an after-hours beer stop where anyone can pay $1.50 for a beer from a backyard Pepsi machine. It's the blue and white machine just behind the fence with an orange basket on top. Does everybody know about that Pepsi about, machine? I don't know anything about it. No, she's got a smile on her face like she knows about it. Well, she's down there. I know what other than time. You know anything about that Pepsi machine? The nigga knew about that machine. <laughs> she's like, get them cameras out my face. Yeah. You ain't getting me saying nothing. Do not let him fool you. He clearly knew about that machine. Now, that's two black people they saw him before, uh, so far. They interviewing a third black person now. Yeah, he's Dwayne Smith has the proof. He says he finds dozens of beer cans in his yard every weekend. Cops warned him, busted his house, don't done all this stuff. He's still doing what he do. No one is stopping him. Dwayne Smith is a snitch. This dude is helping the whole neighborhood get drunk. And you on TV telling his business. That's sad, man. Now he's going to take that machine away. That's what they're going to do. Police have filed three reports in the last six days saying cars line up on the street and people leave the backyard at all hours with cold beer. The person at the house did not answer the door, but he did call me. He says that the backyard is a personal refrigerator and he doesn't sell the beer, but people have taken it from the machine. Police have asked him to lock his gates so other people can't get in. But when we stopped by, the gates were open, and people who drove by knew where to find the beer. Casey Norton, Channel 8 News. We did speak to the TABC about this beer machine. It says any money transaction for alcohol is illegal without a permit or liquor license. Wow. So. And, and, my, and my thing is this, and maybe this is just me. It's hilarious when you talk to the news and somebody did something. Y'all knew going to go with a camera and a spotlight and, and, and a microphone knocking on somebody's door. Then they going to open the damn door. What the and then be like, we heard nothing from them. We have called them and we have <laughs> not. What What did you think? Yeah. That they were just going to come and be open with you? Yeah. And I mean, the thing that's funny to me is like $1.50 beers is probably that's enough to sale. get. Uh, get my white friends to come hang out because that's all they were really into every restaurant we go to it's like the beers are dollar fifty here it's like okay so and that's where they jump and it ain't one place downtown is is free to a certain time and as soon as the the time opens everybody leaves the bar but i also thought they were white when i saw the headline i said these are white people and it showed nothing but black people i was like wow that's amazing and it wasn't like code 45 or nothing it was you know some decent beer i guess but uh, for a dollar fifty, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. black man will snitch. They don't come shut that down. Yeah, so that's all for this week, I think. Um, there's a couple more comments that I guess I could read. Oh, some dude named Box Cutter. Um, you know where I posted the uh, link to the podcast on mm -hmm. the message board. Mm -hmm. No disrespect, but why do you create? Why don't you just create a super thread and store all these posts in that? I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by creating a new thread every week with only a handful of posts in them. Makes it look like these aren't that interested, and you're just spamming. If you had one big mega thread, it would draw more interest. Edit. Uh, this is something he added after the fact. I tried to check one out once, but got distracted. I'll check this one out. First of all, 
I tried the one thread thing, mm-hmm. but it just looks like nobody cares because it's just one person replying all the time. I would rather do this episode is on this topic, and if you want to find it, you can comment on it here, right? The other thing is, nigga, you said you tried to check one out once and decided not to because you got distracted. How the fuck? Why should I take your advice? You know what I'm saying? It's like being like, I don't ever watch movies, but Steven Spielberg needs to do his shit this way. I hate movies. I fell asleep on the ones I went to. Hell fuck on. you. I don't need your advice, nigga. Anyway, this is the first episode I checked out. This is from Aqua City Boy. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Half an hour flew, an hour and a half flew by surprisingly quick. You don't have an iTunes feed, do you? Yes, we do. Um, search that shit. Um, but I'll send them a link to it, I think. Um, Somebody else said, what's up, Roddy? What's your current life story? Is this your side hustle? Did you ever get another job? Yes. Are you 100% into this entertainment thing? No. If your wife carried a financial load until you make it big in the industry? No. I'll listen if you answer my questions. I did. Keep listening. Um, Let's see. And there was some nigga that just kept putting up links to YouTube shit. I don't know what he was about. And then somebody else went to my blog. Mm-hmm. And I make it so that I can approve each comment. Mm-hmm. And they said something ridiculous. I can't remember what it was. It's just like very mean spirit. I was like, reject. What the fuck? Like, how could you not see that when you hit submit that I have to approve it and just go, I should probably say no. Why would I approve anything that says something bad about what I want to do? That's right. Like, that's ridiculous. I can't remember honestly. That's that's like it was just so funny to me that they would sit, like it's just like if I was just like I'm gonna call my wife fat today, but she gotta approve this comment. No, she's uh-huh. not gonna approve it. No, she not. Not only is she not gonna approve, we gonna have some issues. Yeah, you so even if I am fat, we still gonna have some issues. Screw you. But it's just so dumb to be like, uh, like. That's such an impotent way of expressing your rage. Yeah, it oh, got it got to be other way. I forgot we got to do movies. I forgot we got to do movies. Okay, cool. All right, this we'll is the last movies. thing, y'all, and we will do these movies very quickly because getting late. BT about awards about to come on, and I need to make these jokes. Um, <laughs> all right, movies I saw. Let the right one in. Uh, it was about a vampire story. Uh-huh. Everybody's telling me how scary it was. It's mm-hmm. a Swedish vampire movie, right? Mm-hmm. This shit is not scary at all. Oh, it was not? basically like the same plot from My Girl, but with uh, Swedish people and vampires. Like it was like one vampire in the movie. It was a little girl who looked twelve. Obviously, she's much older, but she's mm-hmm. a vampire, so she's been twelve forever, mm-hmm. right? So you got that, and then you have like a um, a little boy who's an outcast and a nerd, and he falls in love with this little vampire girl, and. That's kind of as scary as it ever gets. Like, there's a couple scenes where she has to feed or something, but it's not like... I, just, I was just expecting the shit to be scary. I was not scared at all. Oh, okay. This is the second time this happened. Somebody told me the last half on, house on the left was real scary. I was watching the end of that movie laughing. There was a dude threw some clothes at, a, at another person that was holding a gun, and the person fell and dropped the gun. Okay. Okay. You throw a shirt at somebody. If you got a gun, I throw a shirt at you. You will still shoot the shit out of me. Yeah, and probably sure. twice because you would know it. I threw a fucking shirt at you. I know it so. Alright, um, Night and Day, we saw that. Yeah, Tom and that was actually really, really good. It wasn't like top of the line, A, but it was a pretty decent movie. Yeah, I didn't expect much out of it, but um, it was like a romantic comedy with action. Yeah. And it was kind of, I think a lot of people were disappointed though because it had three different trailers. Yes, it there did. There was a comedic trailer that just showed a lot of the jokes and the gags. Yeah. Then there's another trailer that's like an action trailer that showed a bunch of shoot up and throwing up. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like this romantic comedy mix trailer that kind of shows both of them. 
and we see a lot of movies so we saw all three trailers yeah. so I kind of knew okay this this is a mix match this is a mi- mashup of three different types of um of, of a movie into one and it was that it was yeah. a romantic comedy with guns um, I don't really like romantic comedies, but I like guns, so it was tolerable to me. Yes. Um, I saw this movie called Bronson about the most violent criminal in like Britain's history. Oh. And he was violent, but if this is the most violent nigga in Brit in Britain, they got some pussies over there. Cause we get it in over here. Like this nigga didn't kill nobody in the whole movie. He just got in fights, and one person he like choked until they like passed out. Then he like revived them so they wouldn't die. So he never got like a murder case. He would just get He's like... He's a nice criminal? I don't know. No, he wasn't nice. He just liked fighting. He um, got into prison the first time by robbing the store. He got like four years. But he got in so many fights in prison with the guards that they had to keep adding to his sentence. They put him to, they sent him to an insane asylum. Then he was... After a while there, he was redeemed not to be insane. So they kicked him out. You know, put him back on the streets, right? He uh, gets a girlfriend for a while. He fights in these like... Uh, street brawls for money, and then he goes back to jail because he uh, tries to buy. He tries to steal this girl a uh, ring so that she'll marry him. She says no, and um, then police come get him. He goes back to jail. And he just keeps fighting people. It's very artistic. It's very over the top, but it wasn't good. I was kind of bored, and the whole time I was like, this nigga just fights people a lot. I know people from my neighborhood that used to do that. That is not enough to make a movie around. Wow. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I lost some respect for Brooklyn. And then, uh, Noise, or for Britain, and Noise is this movie with Tim Robbins, the same dude from The Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a lawyer in New York who just got tired of noise, like people's car alarms going off mm-hmm. and garbage trucks, things like that. So he becomes a vigilante called the Rectifier. And what he does is your car alarm goes out. He goes and beats the shit out of your car, cuts your battery uh, thing out. So now your car don't work. <laughs> and he, he went to jail for it several times. And then uh, finally he ends up trying to get like a petition uh, uh, against the city and tries to get the law changed and whatnot. But, um, and I don't think they really reach a conclusion with exactly the, you know, the end. But they kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, I think I know what's going to happen. And then it kind of ends. But, um, it was a pretty good movie, but um, it was a little too much much ado about nothing where you're like, nothing really happened. And they had to add a couple things to the plot to make it interesting where like him and his wife get divorced over it or, or get separated over it. And then like it's kind of a comedy kind of drama because it's funny in some parts. Um, and then some parts you're just like, I don't know what's happening here. And, you know, uh, he gets really out of control in one, in one part where he's having like... A girlfriend, he has a threesome, smoking weed. Oh, he wildin' out, ain't he? Yeah, but at the same time, it's this is the same dude that thinks that everybody's against him because their alarms are too loud and shit. So it's kind of like, uh, how can you be that uptight on one end and not the other? But anyway, man, that was the movie review, and um, you know, thank you guys for checking us out this week. Um, and make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prom. I'm say that again. That is in D A T, and what's your Twitter? Sugar Mama 08. Hey, right. y'all, Sugar Mama 08. Y'all find her out. This is that's my girl Deville. All right, guys. And so um, make sure you oh make sure you click on the donate buttons on the podcast. 
um, on Podomatic. Um, you can click on this in the right hand corner, I believe. And on the blog, it's also in the right hand corner. Just look for a PayPal button that says donate. So donate to the show, help to spread the word. We actually got our Facebook group up to like 250 something members, maybe 260. Wow! And uh, it's only been like five days, and it's only costing us. A couple of dollars to do that, so you know every donation can help spread the word. And, yeah, you know, the even, bigger it gets, the even if it's a dollar, guys, like like a dollar from everybody will make a big difference. So we can do some of the things to make this a better podcast for you guys. So until next week, or no, until Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, and, and hopefully we have Anthony on. Yeah, I don't want to knock on wood. I don't want to ruin it, but we might have my cousin Anthony Morrow on, who's uh. The best three-point shooter in the NBA. Yeah, play for um, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and he might be on the podcast this week. Hopefully, if everything works out well. But if not, he'll be on soon. So, yeah. all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Bye.